Hey, Zero Block 30 listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Pride members can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball Nip. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball Nips and have a great time on the golf course. Revely, revely, revely. It's a Monday edition here on Zero Block 30, and today we have four rounds in the magazine. Now, round number one, the Tinder Swindler. It's the Navy edition, folks. You already know some of our beloved little seamen are out here getting bamboozled <laughs> by folks because they know that they're horny on base and they want to go off base and get their rocks off. But next thing you know, they're standing at a fucking Navy Federal Bank and pulling out all kinds of cash and they're broke and poor and crying to their chief. Yeah. Oh, chief. Oh, oh, chief. Yep, that's oh. the way. That's the way Jay. it sounds down in Newport News right now, because there was a yeah. swindler in Newport News. You open up your Uber as soon as you get there in the airport. Gee, <laughs> I've been swindled. Gee, yeah. help me, gee. Help me. A petty officer at least, please. That's an actual recording that we got from Newport News. That's yeah. not chaps. That's the actual. Round number two, we got a raccoon in upstate New York, and that motherfucker is, is not patriotic in the slightest. Talking poop, folks. Round mm-hmm. number three. Two brothers who haven't spoken to each other in 30 years are now competing for a coveted position of mayor in an Ontario town. And finally, round number four, there's an intriguing link between U.S. presidents and the wars they rage. And it involves thinking your shit don't stink, folks. It Mm. turns out that being a narcissist and being president actually. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. All right, let's move on to the actual show today. Today, we're going to start round number one. What do we got here, Kate? We got some horny troops. We got some horny troops. I have mm. beep, 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 breaking news. The troops are horny. Again. <laughs> They're horny. Again. Okay, <laughs> terrible news. It's not just Fort Bragg that's horny. It's everywhere. Um, first of all, I have a question. Chaps, you never, you were wifed up well before the dating apps thing oh, came yeah, to be. I think, I, but I, I think I would have been very good at it. For a while, because it's basically like Twitter for like advertising that you want to date, right? So it's just little quick yeah, little jokes. But and it, it also like that. has to do with what you look like and whether true that would be why. But so. I could uh, I could catfish cons. I could use old true. uniform pictures and things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, the best photos of me because I was in for a little bit on and off. I was doing the but I never did Tinder. I thought I found Tinder like very confusing and overwhelming. I only did Bumble, where the mm. women have to make the first move. That checks um, out. Yeah. But still, all the photos I used of myself were like my best photos. And they that is not if you met me in person, it would be close to catfishing. It would be like for the weddings that I was in where they would literally like, what do they call where they spray your face? Airbrush. They would air literally airbrush makeup onto my face and make me look like a different person. Those were my Bumble photos. So it wasn't me at all. Mm -hmm. And then second, like who you represent yourself to be online is not. Like I'm, I seem like a mess on Twitter. I'm way more of a mess than than that. <laughs> I promise you that these fellas know. It only um, happened to me once. Like the completely catfish. There was this woman you got I catfished? met. Kind of not catfished, but I guess lied to, misled, bamboozled, led astray. I I guess all of those things. But when I first started dating, and she. I think it was through Facebook or something like that. We had a mutual friend and my buddy was like, this is her Facebook profile. I was like, sure, I'll go. Natalie Dobecki was her name, actually. Mm, and long so, time stoolie. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and she had her picture 
And on her Facebook picture, she had some cannon titties, too. Mm. Like, she looked good. You could have just said cannons. <laughs> you yeah. She had some absolute bazookas. I'm talking Thank you. honkers is what okay. we're saying here. Mm-hmm. And then when I met her, absolutely atrocious looking young woman. Just disgusting. Chaps. I mean, you didn't need to use her government name. You could have just said this girl once upon a time. You didn't need to use I, actually, I thought you were going to say you were catfishing her because she no. had bazookas. I'll go. Chaps. I mean, that's Nick not nice. Really? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I mean, nobody's going to be able to find her. She lived in Silver Springs, Maryland. How would anybody be? Now they're going to go look. Now they know where she lives. People can find people. Chapsworth. I am so disappointed. Anyway, yes, it's it's I'm just saying it's a tricky world out there. It is. It is. It really is annoying to use. Natalie, you're lovely. I'm just using it for the show. But it is easy to like fall for someone's internet persona, kind of. So mm-hmm. I can see like someone's putting their best foot forward and you want to believe it so bad. I think especially when you're in the military and you're kind of on your own, it could be isolating. Mm-hmm. Like you want to believe it so damn bad and mm-hmm. you want base housing so goddamn bad. <laughs> anyway, um, to start off with, just so you know, these fellas aren't alone before I get into the story. According to the Federal Trade Commission, people have lost $1.3 billion to romance scams in the last five years. So like catfishing is wow. lucrative business, 547 million in 2021 alone. And it's a huge jump from 2017. So it, this is like on the rise. They're getting better at it. Over 56,000 romance scams were reported to the FTC in 2021. And this has got to be one of those things where there's just immensely more than they're ever reported. Because oh, you don't yeah. want to, this is not something you want to report. You're Who so wants to call the Federal Trade Commission on Monday morning and be like, hey, this is Kevin. Like you have to have (laughs) fucking roast. It's me again. I got fucking roasted again. What are you doing on the phone again? You need to get off these apps. Yeah, that's I would love to listen to every single one of those phone calls because it has to be just so depressing. Um, The biggest romance scam losses were paid out in crypto. One hundred thirty nine million dollars. And no offense to the crypto guys, but I could see them being especially vulnerable. Okay, (laughs) I feel like there's a high crossover of real horny desperation and crypto. Anyway, uh, the median individual loss, say you are getting catfished and someone's trying to scam you. The average loss is nearly 10 grand. That's a lot, man. That's That's a lot of money. money. Okay, so this story comes to us from Max Hauptman from Tax Tax and Purpose. A Virginia man pleaded guilty this week to swindling four Navy sailors out of thousands of dollars while posing as a woman on a popular dating app. Samari Smith from Newport News, Virginia, along with at least four other co-conspirators, solicited sailors, allegedly, on Tinder before asking them to transfer and withdraw funds from the various Navy Federal Credit Union accounts. Mm. Uh, uh, FSMB would never. Okay, that other bank. That would... <laughs> anyway, National Bank. Portsville National Bank would never allow this to happen. Between April and August of 2021, Smith and two other men allegedly used fake accounts under aliases such as Ariella, Elaine, and Lorena to contact sailors in the Newport News area. And I get it. They're sailors, and these sound like mermaid names. Oh, yeah. So if you're a sailor, you're like, Ariella. Uh, yeah, that's in my wheelhouse. Under the double Ds, more like it. <laughs> yeah, totally, too. <laughs> Prosecutors say that Smith, along with his brother, Traquan Smith, and other co-conspirators also posed as Navy Federal Credit Union employees and alerted the sa- So some of these guys... They're all buddies. Some of them are pretending to be the women. And then the other buddies are pretending to be Navy Federal uh, employees. And they're all working in cahoots together. I wonder if they're using one of those like sexy voice changing apps. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm very interested to know how the hell this went down. This is Lorraine from Navy Federal. (laughs) It's me, Lorraine from Navy Federal. Um, Anyway, (laughs) what they would do, they would alert the sailors to supposed fraudulent charges and be like, can I have access to your account to shut these fraudulent charges down? I'll wipe them from your thing. And the sailors are like, okay, of course, have my information. Um, so they fell for that phishing scam. And then on Tinder, those fake accounts would then ask the sailors for help transferring money from a non-existent sister who was also in the Navy. So Ariella would wow. say, my sister's in the Navy. She needs help right now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and when you read is- these things, it really just, you're just like, how do you, this is something that old people fall for, right? Like, I- Apparently, with $1.3 billion, a lot of people fall for it. Yes. But every time I read one of these, 
or the same thing with Trista Crick and Erica whenever she got scammed oh, yeah. and like it's like we needed you to go to the gas station and buy 30 different gift cards to the Best Buy or whatever. Like yeah. how in the fuck do real people get bamboozled like this? Oh, I happen? have relatives who are extremely intelligent who thrived in their careers and they have fallen for this shit. Like, I know it's it just crazy. doesn't make any sense. I, but I, I'm not saying I'm above it. It could definitely happen to me, too. No, when I was when I got back from my second deployment, I my at the time husband was still deployed and I needed to find us housing really quick. He was like coming back any week now and I needed to find an apartment for us to live in. And I couldn't find anything. And I found one online that was like, I knew it was too good to be true. I knew it was. And he was like, but you I'm still want to believe he's like, I'm a doctor. I'm a traveling doctor in North Carolina. I just need your account information and then I can send you the keys and blah, blah, blah. And I like had the information typed in and I knew better, but I wanted to believe it so bad. I almost hit send. And my parents, I was like, Dad, can you look at this real quick? And he was like, uh, you're insane. No, this is crazy. Well, so what like, I think is, I think people's yeah. default is just to believe, right? Like your you default to, is to yes. think people are not going to do this to you. And your default is like, oh, well, this is probably legit. And it, yeah. I think for us, like when you, you know, spend as much time on the internet as we all do, inclination is ah this is a scam some way shape or form i, I don't know cons kate had fucking china google on her computer for a while i, I still That's do true. actually yeah. it's fucking my whole world up. Got, yeah Ali, yeah i don't know why is alibaba my default whatever i don't know anyway yeah, why is Weibo the only why? barstool boy with alibaba prime i'm texting everyone on weibo all the time like what, where is that hey guys i just did you guys get that same package of ten thousand fidget spinners <laughs> yeah only $5. Anyway, back to these sailors. I'm just trying to explain. We can't rip on too hard. We move among us. But we in want one, to. In one instance, a petty officer assigned to the USS George Bush matched with Ariella on Tinder. After exchanging phone numbers, Smith allegedly contacted the petty officer posing as a Navy Federal Credit Union employee, gained access to his account. After Ariella convinced the petty officer to help transfer money from her sister, Smith transferred $10,000 from the sailor's savings account to his checking account, to his own checking oh. account. So he took 10 grand. First of all, I never once knew me a fellow enlisted who had that much money in their bank. Congratulations yeah. to you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, this swindler took 10 grand from them. The petty officer then met Smith at a local casino and withdrew the money for Ariella's sister, thinking it had been transferred from the sisters. It's all very confusing. Um, but basically, time and time again, there's several more stories here. All told, the four sailors targeted on Tinder by Samari Smith lost more than forty thousand dollars. Holy sucks, shit, man! That's yeah, a lot. And to Crossing. know how much you have to work to get that much money when you're in the Navy or yeah. you're in the military in general, that's a ton of time, man. Like that's yeah. several months of like living very. Frugally, Frugal. not having any of your yeah. money. It is Sucks. hard to save money. It, it is so hard. I mean, there's the stories that are coming out all the time about this. Did you guys see this this week? Like the last week and a half with all the inflation numbers and shit. The army is basically telling all their people that you have to sign up for food stamps and WIC. Yeah. Like, and yes. we're going to, like, they're having different people in head sheds, like in the S shops that are teaching their troops how to sign up for WIC in food stamps and i yep. think that's the exact appropriate thing to do if your people qualify for that and it's going to help them their quality of life get it if anybody in the it. country deserves those benefits it's military members mm -hmm. that need extra help fuck that yeah, it's it's, just, don't feel it's bad just, for that a second if you're a junior troop listening you need your family need help go get that shit but if yeah. you're a real true leader you can teach them to sign up for wick or whatever what you want to do is teach them how to run these phishing scams <laughs> all told traquan smith uh, and the, this whole group, they pleaded guilty in March. Prosecutors in that case said he got at least 25 people, more than three, fuck, three, <laughs> fuck. Three, six, three, and three zeros. 363, 100,000. That's right. 363, 100,000. That's exactly okay. right. Okay. That's we how really much. need to do that test on it's dyslexia, not, okay. okay? There might be some. <laughs> that's how much, though. That's a shit ton of money. That's a that shit is ton a lot of money. Of money. Yeah. So teach your yeah, troops yeah. to fish. And I think this is what happens to these scammers. Like you think if they if they're if they're doing 70 grand a year, they're getting caught. Like, why do they have to go 363? Well, I guess you're doing 75 or so. You know piece. what? Teach a man to fish at least for a lifetime. <laughs> Mm -hmm. These sorts of people, though, you always think, gosh, if they just put all this intelligence and effort and energy into something legitimate, they could potentially have a successful life in a less nefarious 
yeah. way. Um, yeah, but, oh, definitely. I don't know. Now they'll probably be slinging cigarettes and trading them for different things. Like well, that's true. Probably. Now they'll be kings of the prison. But I just like if anyone on the dating app that you're talking to asks you for money, immediately no. Immediately yeah. no. Red flag yeah. city. Unless you're that's an right. NBA player. True. Okay, that's different. That's mm-hmm. different. I feel like that's par for the course. Mm-hmm. I try to think even me, I'm such a people pleaser, but like back in the online dating day, like I even think I would have been like, eh, I could buy a pack of cigarettes with that. No, thanks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's Just move don't give on. any information, period. Okay. Let's right. move on to round number two and talk a little bit about these unpatriotic raccoons. Show is also brought to you by our good friends at Roman. Roman swipes are convenient over-the-counter wipes that are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. They're uniquely formulated to reduce overstimulation without eliminating sensation altogether. That's the problem with a lot of these boner stuff. Folks, if you want to have a boner, don't be shamed about it. Sometimes they're too soft. Sometimes they're not lasting long enough. You don't have to worry about that with our good friends at Roman Swipes. All you're going to have to do is remove the disposable swipe from the discrete uh, pocket-sized pack, wipe it on your member, allow it to dry for five minutes. There's no cross-contamination or anything like that, so they're not going to be able to taste it or anything like that. They're not going to be all numbed up or anything weird. Try Swipes today with a special offer for our listeners. Get 20% off your order at GetRoman.com slash ZBT today. That's GetRoman.com slash ZBT for 20% off a great deal there. I know. <laughs> They'll well, this, get you. <laughs> raccoons have been on my mind. It is the season. I feel like they're huge. I love creatures. a good raccoon. I get every right. now and then. My yep. blink camera system and our, the one that's outside, the Simply Safe one, the one that's outside, it'll pick up a raccoon that's going into my trash. And I don't mind it. I, I mean, a lot of the other neighbors will have like locks on their trash cans, things like that. If I got a pizza crust in there and that fella needs to get it, mm-hmm. let it go get it. I don't care. Well, they're <laughs> what's called. They're called opportunistic eaters, which means they just go for whatever is easiest. They don't give a fuck what it tastes like. They and don't give a, a dad, shit what I, it looks like. I appreciate that having <laughs> that at my house. They don't care if it's old. And so there's something very funny. They're also, they say they're about as smart as domesticated house cats. Like they're very intelligent. There was this one study where they put this crumb at the bottom of this, these like water things that the raccoons couldn't reach in and left a bunch of pebbles around. And the raccoons knew if they put enough pebbles in the water, the crumb would rise to the top. Like they're actually, That's actually impressive. Like I, I saw the same thing. I was this. watching animals the other day on YouTube. And one of the ones that it was this chimpanzee that they put into a cage and he's just telling them there and they put a peanut into a tube and they didn't give him any tools to get the peanut out. But this motherfucker wanted this peanut. And so he goes over to his water dish, gets a big old uh, mouthful of water, spits it into the tube over and over again until the peanut floats to the top. And then he grabs it and eats the peanut. And he's so happy. That's impressive. We it should. Is. Next time we're in a like quagmire war, we'll be we'll put a peanut it will write the problem out. We'll put a peanut in the middle and be like, raccoons, if you figure out this war thing, peanuts all yours. And they'll figure they'll figure it out. Good idea, Kate. What about <laughs> these <one>. actual raccoons? <laughs> anyway, uh, I just love raccoons. I think they're who uh, every yeah. now and then in New York City, you lean over a trash can to read the bus times and one pops right out at you. And you say, my goodness. Hello. Anyway, a county official in New York said his home has repeatedly been invaded by raccoons. And one of the unpatriotic animals pooped on the American flag. One, I think this is a problem of American flag storage and the etiquette in this Mm. guy's house. How Mm. is this? How is this flag just? Was it willy nilly on the floor? Is it just so willy nilly on the table? There's a willy nilly going on, and we need to get to the bottom of it. Right. We'll get to. Well, thank goodness, strap in because we're here. Sam (laughs) Sam Fine, an Albany (laughs) County legislator, said raccoons have invaded his home in the south end of Albany on three occasions in recent weeks. Fine said the first time he left his back door ajar for his cat. The second, he was having a cat door installed. I already love this guy. Cat guy, <laughs> big time. He's getting the cat door installed, of course. Uh, and the third, okay, caveat. My, I don't want to, my brother, he lived in Philly. He bought a house back in the day. And my parents and the adults were like, let us, can we like see the house you're buying first, whatever? And him and his wife were like, no, we got this. It's a great deal. They buy the house. Small thing they didn't notice, there was a cat door on the house. Turns out the home had belonged previously to the neighborhood cat lady and the cat door wasn't for her cats. It was for any cat in the neighborhood to be able to come in. So when my brother and his wife bought the house, they got rid of the cat door. And so all the cats from the neighborhood who were used to coming in, in. they screamed outside the house all night long. They would just go all night long. And so they had to put chicken wire down to keep their little cat paws from hanging out around the house and screaming. Anyway, this guy's. 
one, he left his door ajar, raccoon got in. Two, he had a cat door installed, cat got in, or raccoon got in. And third, raccoons chewed through a screen to gain access. So these guys have it out for this fella. Well, you know, I I think if you're not going to put up a better way to stop these raccoons, you're kind of getting what you're asking for here. In my opinion, the old, they're asking yeah. for it, huh? He's asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. The, mm-hmm. I guess the house wasn't dressed up right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the a little leg- too slutty for you, <laughs> right. Too many screens open to access. Too many flaps. Too many right. flaps. Too many flaps. Um, <laughs> Nick, please just cut that too many flaps uh, thing right there. The legislators. No, no, I mean, to for social media, just to oh. play, no, no context cons too many flaps. <laughs> the legislator said in most recent incident happened when he was visiting Lake George for the weekend and he got a call from his neighbor about mysterious noises coming from his place. I have an indoor camera, so I logged on to my camera and I saw there's a raccoon in my house, he said. He said the repeat visitors have stolen food, rummaged through his belongings, and left behind some unsavory messes. Probably mm. used condoms. Mm. I noticed they got into a cabinet that had a folded up American flag in it, and they pooped on the American flag. Can't have it. Yep. Can't he said it. the incident must have involved an unpatriotic raccoon. So there you have it. That's just a dumb raccoon story by me. No, we're not going to leave this minutes. article. We're not going to leave this story without that last little fact there, Kate. What do we got here? Well, after bats, raccoons are the second most frequently reported rabid wildlife species. They get rabies, second most yeah. behind bats, and truly the king of animals to be feared by all. See, I don't think they're that scary. I I would much prefer a raccoon around my house than a skunk. But did you, uh, I, on ZBT a few months ago, I told the story of that woman who was walking down her driveway upstate. And she sees a raccoon. It's the middle of the day. She's like, oh, fuck. Her driveway was like super long and windy. Next thing you know, it's on her and she can't get it off. The whole family ends up coming out. They're beating it with a tire iron. It's still not going anywhere. Oh, I don't remember that. I thought you were talking about the one where the lady comes out with a kid draped on her titty while she's doing some breastfeeding. And she goes and chases something away. Oh, no, no. But I know that one, too. That's brave mama. But no, I don't don't like raccoons. And I think maybe doing part because they're always wearing that mask across the know what? True. You know what freaks me out? Hmm. I take my son to this park one town over. Shout out Lindhurst. And two times now there has been this kid dressed like who's like sit on my face. What's that guy? JP from Grandma's Boy. Yes. He's kind of he's kind of dressed like that. And he goes around the park feeding the squirrels. And he has this legion of squirrels that follow him around. How old is this person? Roughly. I, I would say high school age. Okay. And I've seen twice now. I've seen it twice. And people around me are like, oh, yeah, this kid's always here feeding squirrels, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward another time I go and he's not there. But my son loves chasing the squirrels around. So he sees this squirrel and my son goes running towards a squirrel. And instead of running, the squirrel starts like walking towards him like, let's go, bitch. Like, let's go, bitch. (laughs) I I, like pick him up. I'm like, oh, no, the squirrel then jumps into a trash can. Hey, they're fucking curly hair. Come here. Just disappears out of pure dumb. Hey, curly Q. I then I'm holding my son. I lean over the trash can like an idiot. This was a dumb move. And the squirrel like, like came out and I screamed. I was like, ah! I screamed. And these other parents were like, oh, yeah, you can't go near him. That kid's feeding the squirrel. You like like, hey, you're an idiot, mom. That kid's feeding the squirrels. If you don't have food, you better back the fuck up. Like you're in- <laughs> and anyway, I almost got us attacked by a squirrel. I'm, I'm terrified of all those animals that my son's chasing around. Listen, you should be. You should be. But hey, Chaps, what happens when the, 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 the raccoons come up on the porch? Mama sweeps them off with the broom. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Just, um, right, let's move on to round number three. What do we have here, Kate? Only the hardest hitting news on CBT. We had a raccoon poop on an American flag. <laughs> and now to Ontario. Hey, don't um, tread on me. <laughs> first of all, this sounds like two two estranged brothers running for mayor in an Ontario town just sounds like a cute little TV show, like a letter Kenny offshoot. Yeah, I really enjoy. Anyway, this comes to us from Canadian TV News. Two brothers who haven't spoken to each other for about 30 years are now competing for the mayor of Ontario, an Ontario town. Up until the day before registration for the October 24th municipal elections closed, incumbent Bill Steele was running unopposed in Port Colborne. Longtime story is in Port <laughs> Colborne. And then with only a few hours left till, you know, nobody can sign up to run against him. In came his brother. Uh, the two will be the only two Steeles on the ballot when the residents go to the polls. I believe in democracies, Charles Steele told CTV News Toronto. If I hadn't had have run, my brother would have been acclaimed. 
what's going to be the future? You're going to just start appointing people. That's not democracy. So he's running. This guy, Charles Steele, is running out of pure petty. <laughs> I spite. like it. I mean, yes, I like, no, I think it's not spite. This is principles, Kate. Like, he's like, I don't, I won't abide to somebody who coming in and running unopposed. I need to come in here. We need to have a democracy. I like this guy. Yeah, he's so Bill right. Steele, Bill Steele running unopposed. His brother comes out of the woodwork with a few hours left before registration closes. It's like, fine, I'll do it myself. I'll run against him. Charles Steele said he hasn't spoken to his brother in about 30 years and did not discuss his intention to run against him beforehand, despite thinking about the decision for a few days prior to registration. I don't think he's happy about it, Charles added. Bill, <laughs> who spent 17 years as city councilor and was first elected mayor in 2018, says that while he was surprised to see his brother's name on this list of certified candidates, he was always ready to fight for his seat. I mean, we were ready for a campaign, he told the news. No matter who the candidate is or who it would be against us, then that's who we're going to battle it out. Um, I just thought that this was a cute story. These guys, uh, I mean, these guys are bearing the lead. You got to go. Why did they stop talking for 30? Yeah, years? I need to know why they have what why happened? they've been estranged for 30 years. What's that about? Yeah. Do we know, um, Kate? I make something up because we have we have to know uh, something. Um, Bill and Chris just didn't stop talking. Had to be something egregious. Well, let's see. Well, Charles Steele said that his brother, Bill, treats the taxpayers of Port Colborne like a piggy bank. Oh, he I moved, fucking hates that. He hates I know that him. gets him going. He's yeah. righteous. He He's said, righteous. I moved I moved to Toronto when I was 18. I got a job at the post office. My brother, my father handed him the insurance business. There oh, it is. There it is. Okay. Tales Charles is time. mad that Jealousy. Bill got Daddy yep, gave Bill the business. Jealous ass Charles. Oh, <laughs> he's like, look at Charles. <laughs> Charles yeah. never gets anything, and he cries about it like a little bitch. And he, he said, didn't want his brother handed another thing like the mayoral ship. Holy of this shit! Town. He said. Charles said Bill doesn't know what it's like to live on a fixed income. There we so go. Saying, wow. yeah. There we go. Uh, neither brother seems particularly worried about any further familial strains come election day. Bill, for his part, said he doesn't discuss his opponents on the campaign trail, and that won't change. It is what it is, he said. We'll do what we normally do on campaign. Oh, I love this because Bill there is saying, I'm the old seasoned dog. I've been doing this shit for 18 years. We got old fucking sad sack Charles that's coming in at the last minute, doesn't even <laughs> know how to campaign. He's just doing this out of spite because he's jealous of me because I'm the rightful heir of this enormous throne in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah, this small town outside of Port Colborne oh. <laughs> is where they're fighting. I also love, so the photo of Charles. Um, so Bill is the one who Charles is saying he got handed everything from daddy. He's mm -hmm. always had a silver spoon. He's fancy. So the photo of silver spoon fancy Bill is he's in a suit. His hair is slicked back. He's got some like Canadian, like golden maple leaf thing around him in a suit and tie he's on. He's the bell of the ball. And then it's the line mark and it shows Charles who's came out of the woodwork to it to like run against him. And Charles like, looks like he's got his coupon from fucking Shoney's that he's going to go get breakfast. <laughs> he looks like he's on an episode of the Learning Channel's like extreme coupon, whatever. Like he looks he's like in a giant shirt, a like giant striped shirt with sunglasses on. And he has a smug little smile on his face. He I, also kind of looks like a guy who's retired and has started driving for Uber, but takes it way too yes, seriously. Yes, and yes. has like driving gloves and he has all kinds of chargers in the back. Yes. <laughs> he's got mints. Yeah. Uh -huh, he's like, whatever you and want. What, where are we flying? What? What what airline are we going? United? Oh, that's Terminal B. Yeah, I can I say I think <laughs> what if we split and offer our services? I will help. I will try and help Bill. Cons, no, no, you, you help Charles. You need the more wacky guy. You, <laughs> yeah. you need the more down to earth. He okay. has more of a Delco vibe. OK, but that's fair. <laughs> OK, cons, you will help with Bill's campaign and I will okay, help I with Charles's campaign and we'll see who. Oh, this brothers. is definitely, I mean, Charles is essentially the enlisted guy, just battered. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing it. And then you have your entitled golden collared Bill over here that gets everything that he wants. Unbelievable. Yeah, this is a TV show. I would really like to learn more about it. It is. Too. I mean, but, we need uh, to get TLC up there pronto, mm -hmm. start filming Absolutely. these jamokes. Well, I'll right. you in a few weeks. Who Today's show is Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. 
Let's move on to round number four, which today is going to be about some presidents. What do we got this here? This is Kate? interesting. This is very interesting. Yes. Uh, where did you find this, by the way? Like I, don't, like- I, I found it's a long story of where I found it. I was doing a lot of research last night. Uh, start with the story. I'll tell you where I found it. Okay. Yeah. Just because it's interesting, like an interesting study. So wars begin, continue and end for a whole host of different reasons. But the personalities of the people in charge have a role to play. According to a new study, there's an intriguing link between the characters of past U.S. presidents and the length of time they went to war for. Based on the analytics of 19 presidents who served between 1897 and 2009, that's William McKinney to George W. Bush, just off the top of my head, the degree to which a commander-in-chief exhibited grandiose narcissistic personality traits, grandiose? Grandiose. Grandiose, yeah. Grand, grandiose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I'm, I'm happy how we worked through that. Thank you. The degree to which a commander-in-chief exhibited grandiose narcissistic personality traits is correlated with the duration of any wars they presided over. With conflicts continuing to rage across the world today, the findings could be useful for politicians, analysts, and military commanders in understanding how wars might play out. So this actually comes to us from the U.S. presidential narcissism study that was conducted by Ohio State University. And the results came out earlier this month. And I was reading through some of those and I knew it was from an actual academic study, but I couldn't remember. Read that. Read the title of that study again. The U.S. presidential narcissism linked to longer wars. I just would like to read about the president's narcissisms. (laughs) I just feel like that is incredibly interesting. It is. Uh, Yeah. We're narcissists. And I think we all agree, like on some level. You have to be a narcissist to want this to run in the first place. Oh, just like, to, yeah, just to even consider doing that. I, I asked Jason Cannon that a couple of weeks ago. Like, how do you get to the place where you're like, you know what? I'm good enough to do this. Yeah. Like, because even think back to when you're in like elementary high school and you're like, I'm trying to run for student body president. At, mm-hmm. at the time, you're like, I can't do this. This is no. to be president of the United States of America. And that's like your goal. Bill and Charles Steele, they don't get along. Guess what they have in common? Mm. Narcissism. Exactly. Uh, right. More narcissistic presidents tend to only exit wars if they can say they won, and they will extend wars to find a way to declare some kind of victory. That explains the last 20 years, mm-hmm. according to political scientist John P. Hardin from the Ohio State University. They want to look heroic and strong and competent, even if it means fighting the war beyond what is reasonable. Hardin used data pulled from the Correlates of War database, which tracks conflicts involving at least 1,000 deaths in battle within a one-year period, so 11 operations for the U.S. during the study period. This was cross-referenced with previous research that analyzed the characters of U.S. presidents in part through their biographers. High levels of assertiveness and excitement-seeking and low levels of modesty, compliance, and straightforwardness were used to measure narcissistic tendencies. So we could skip down some in this. I'll just give basic background. Yeah. So what they essentially did is they had social sciences and researchers and psychologists and psychiatrists examine the behaviors and statements of the different presidents that went back that far. And they came up with a sort of a baseline narcissistic value. And when somebody went over this narcissistic value, they documented it. And if they went below it, they documented it. And the results of the study are legitimately crazy. Kate, I think we should pick Mm -hmm, up. Overall, yeah. Yeah. Overall, Mm -hmm. the eight leaders who scored above average for narcissism, so above that level Chaps is talking about, um, headed by, as soon as I started reading up top, once yes, again, my brain sense. went to Johnson. When you see it and you're like, yeah, like it's that confirmation bias shit, like in spades. Yeah. But when you hear the first two names, you're going to be like, yeah, those sense. dudes are narcissists as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Johnson talking about his dick to his tailor. Like, no, make my pants bigger. My dick's too big. Yeah. Um, Lyndon Johnson and Teddy words. Roosevelt, two of the most like I manly man, machismo. No, wait, guys. hold on. Time out. Time out. Was this Teddy Roosevelt or Franklin Roosevelt? I think it's Teddy. Yeah, Ted. Um, okay. They spent so um, eight of the leaders who scored above. There was only eight, but eight. The eight who scored above spent an average of six hundred and thirteen days at war, as opposed to one hundred thirty-six days for the eleven presidents who were below that. That's McKin- a substantial difference, too. Mm-hmm. Mckin- McKinley and Howard Taft scored the lowest of narcissism. You get stuck in a bathtub. I mean, look humble. at Howard Taft. Yeah, right. Uh, the relationship still holds. The study shows even when other factors are taken into account, including the political climate in the U.S., the terrain, the wars being fought on the balance of power between combatants and whether or not the president himself has prior military experience. 
What I found is that the traditional way political scientists have looked at war dynamics does not capture the whole story. Presidents don't always look rationally at the evidence to make their wartime decisions. Many presidents have done that, but others are more interested in their own self-interest than the interest of the state. Hardin puts forward several suggestions for why narcissism might lead to presidents staying in conflicts longer. They have grander aims, higher expectations in terms of end results. So they'll just, even if it doesn't make sense, they'll keep pushing it to keep going. And, and going think and about going. the narcissists that you know, like they don't admit that they're wrong. They'd rather yeah. just keep going down and kicking mm-hmm. the can down until they have to yep. admit that they're wrong. And with being president, eventually those four years are up or those eight years are up and you don't have to admit it. It's somebody yeah. else's problem. Like you, yeah. you, you maintained and you did everything. And now it's somebody else's issue. Yeah. Um, narcissists are also well known to make mistakes when stressed and do not adapt well to failures. Of course, there's no end to the number of influences on war from whether like the number of countries involved to the spirit of the troops. But the disposition of the per- person in charge could be a more important factor than previously thought. Narcissistic presidents spend more time worrying about their image than other presidents. These motivations, especially their desire to protect their inflated self-image, cause them to drag out wars longer than needed. So there All you right. have it. So that being said, I wanted to see, I wanted to do a quiz for both of you. A quick three-minute narcissism quiz to see which one of you is both not more narcissist so in order to do this we can't have you listen to the questions um i guess we can we'll just have to don't have the same answers because that'll be boring as shit okay (laughs) i sneaky think ahead of time like i i sneaky think i'm pretty narcissistic like i think i think to be in our job you have to be to be like Uh, yeah i think they do a lot of jobs yeah you have to be okay narcissistic all right first question do you experience an exaggerated sense of self-importance that frequently involves the need to exaggerate your talents or accomplishments? Never, rarely, sometimes, often, very often. No, I don't exaggerate them. So you would say rarely. So which one? No, I would say rarely. Rarely? I don't, I don't can't think I ever do. I think no. Cons? I'll say sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Next question. Do you believe you are special and unique and can only be understood or should be associated with other special or high status people or institutions? Yes. Dude, my mom very tells often. me I'm special all the time. Yes. All right, my so parents both of you are very I'm... often for that one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my, my parents are still like, tell. you should be a model. <laughs> I can already okay. tell we're probably going to war, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Just with that yeah. one, we're heading oh, to war. Me and cons are both very special. Oh, warmongers mm-hmm. for sure. Do you guys... <laughs> Find that you constantly have a willingness to take advantage of others to achieve your own goals. No, no, not. I would say no for both of you guys. No, no, it would keep me up at night. Do you require excessive admiration from others? Yes, yes. I actually don't. I actually don't. I check my Twitter likes like a casino thing. I'm like, I better check again and see how many likes. Like, oh, I'm pathetic. Yeah. And you don't, Cons? I'm not saying like I'm like uh, the never scale, but I'm on sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say sometimes I'm not. Okay. Are you preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or until love? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very often for God and very often for Kate. Good job, everybody. I'm I'm two plastic surgeries away from being (laughs) Emily Ratajkowski. Okay. I'm almost there. I feel bad for Zac Efron of all the things that he's been through lately with people thinking that he had a bunch of plastic oh, surgery. Yeah. It turns out he almost died and had to get his yeah. face reconstructed. That was kind of sad. But isn't that kind of the dream? To be like, yeah. no, no, no. Not when I you look like Zac oh. Efron. When you're oh, already, already hot as shit. Yeah. Okay. But like I wouldn't if you're mind an getting... uggo and you get reconstruction, sure. My dream, mm-hmm. I'm at a Phillies game. I get smacked in the face of the ball and then I come <laughs> out of the whole thing hotter. You know, that like, would be that's incredible. Dream. Like what if your announcement and you're like, okay, I'm coming back to the, the pod. Next thing you know, you look like Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. That Amazing. was incredible. Sorry, I'm That'd done with awesome. CBT. I'm going over to Plan Brian. We should now. all do it. I mean, if our numbers would be so good. If Cons we were like hot. Clooney, I look like Brad Pitt. You look like Kate Beckinsale. Our podcast absolutely. would be huge. If yeah, our numbers start to dip, let's just go get work done. Let's done. go get hot. Easy. Okay. Done. Okay. Let's do it. Do you have a sense of entitlement from others that involves unreasonable expectations or especially favorable treatment or an automatic compliance with their expectations? No, uh, I think I do. I think sometimes when the world just isn't fair, I'm like, oh, oh like I'm some kind of victim a little bit. I think I yeah, I think I definitely am fucked up. I act like that. a little entitled bitch. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> That's me. 
for sure. <laughs> Do you find you're unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings or needs of others? No, I, I, I'm pretty good at that. Oh, no, I suck. I suck. I'm like in my own bubble. No, okay. I'm terrible. So we'll go with often for Kate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you perceive? Do others perceive you as Not arrogant or purpose. snobby? Oh yeah, people definitely perceive me as that. Right Kate? or wrong, they definitely perceive. No, me as that. I don't think so. I don't think they do, Kate either. No, not for Kate. For mm-hmm. cons, for sure. And do, mm-hmm. do you find that you are often through no fault of my own, by the way? True cons. I would never say that. Um, do you find that that you are often envious of others, or believe that you are envious of uh, are others that are envious of you? Yeah, sometimes for sure. I'm I'm in the middle of whatever the middle answer is for that. Okay. No, I'm not in a mean way. I'm not, but I'm like, oh, dang, that'd be nice. But I'm not like, oh, I wish I had what they had. I'm going to go with sometimes for you. Then, okay. Too. Thank you. All right. Thanks. So let's, so for Kate, we'll do Kate's first and get hers. Let's see. Kate, you have moderate indication of narcissistic personality disorder you show some systems or experience consistency with patterns or behaviors associated with this type of uh, disorder cons let's see about you oh cons is mild so of the two of us are the three of us on the show the two that did this kate is the more likely one to start a long-term war i mean it's not surprising yeah, surprising. I would be it's the type to start it and then be like, oh, no, you would oh, start no. it and then walk away because it would yeah. get too complicated. Like, I don't know what to do. Well, I'd probably forget that I set the date to send the missiles or something and be like golfing. Be like, wait, well, what's going on with these quizzes? I've been doing some of them with uh, my wife. Like we've been doing some in therapy, like my therapist wanted me to do a couple of different tests. There's some like a, there's one personality test where you can be like, uh chief or you can be a dominant person or things like that it's like one five enneagrams i think is what it's called like there's an mm-hmm. enneagram test i took one and whenever i read the results it was like a longer one like a 200 question long one it was my personality to a t like yeah. to a t if you were to say to somebody i want you to write a personality profile of chaps i bet you 90 percent of the traits on there would have been me for sure yeah that's pretty interesting yeah. when they could just get all the, that answer just from all those questions i think we should have a lot of sense perspective presidents do this yeah like the the huge test that you take that's like two thousand questions or whatever that you go to mm-hmm. if you need to do a real personality assessment take these release the results <laughs> to the american people and be like which type do you want to, to lead you do you want to have because in those tests they have like different things to tell if you're lying if you're not being truthful if you're narcissistic if like all of those different types of things i think that would be i'd rather know that than somebody's taxes i also mm-hmm. want to know are you a full moon sagittarius in retrograde honey yeah because if you are i don't want you near my military pal Right. Exactly here's, a, right here's, a, here's a question and maybe chaps maybe if you I, I don't see the link to this study but i'd be curious if jfk doesn't get killed r.i.p in peace sorry that he got killed mm-hmm. how does the Too rest soon, of this connor how does how does the rest of the 60s play out like we'll assume he would have gotten reelected, and he is president through 68 how does that change what happened you know from 63 to 70 Oh, I don't know. Uh, one, because I don't know enough about history, honestly, just to to say that off the top of my dome. I mm. would have I was disappointed that the study ends in 2009. I think yeah. the Obama, Trump and early Biden administration would have been very interesting to look at. But it's it is interesting to see the results, the research. If you want to go to it and look it up, you could just look up U.S. presidential narcissism, Ohio State, and you can find the, the report there. There's a lot of really interesting stuff. But for now, we'll move on to round number four. Kay wanted to talk some catalytic converters as she always does. What do we got uh, here, Kay? You know me. I'm always talking about these. Well, as a victim of catalytic converter theft myself, way back in, I bought uh, with one single check. I bought an old Honda CRV in the Bronx. <clears throat> Parked it outside right next to the park in Cortland Park, came out the next morning to go hiking and it was on cinder blocks and my exhaust system and catalytic converter and everything was gone. They like basically emptied it out. And here I thought I had been smart buying some old piece of shit car in the city because I was like, I don't care if people bump into it, like whatever. I Mm -hmm. bought it with a single check. 
And the guy at the car place is like, no, this is the number one parts car in all of New York City. You're an idiot. You bought like the number one easiest car and most broken That's into. the same thing that happened when the cop came to look at my F-250 after it got stolen. They're like that model year from like 2004 to 2009 is the most stolen vehicle because it yeah. parts fit like everything. Yes. I had and I had here. I thought I was being smart and like fiscally responsible and whatever. And like, mm -hmm. no, I'm an idiot. Anyway, and that sucks so bad, man. Like when you because in reality, being an adult is making shit up or like trying to figure <laughs> it out on the fly. You really don't yeah. know. So when you feel yeah. like you've done something that is cost conscious, that's an adult decision, and then it turns yeah. out to be a bad decision, you're like, fuck, man. Like, I'm, I'm doing I went my to all best the trouble. Here. I went to yeah. all the trouble to think through this and come up with the best possible scenario. And I screwed the pooch. You oh, didn't absolutely. get a CRV because you thought it was going to get you the biggest ding-a-ling in fucking the Bronx. No. no. You yeah, I bought this old CRV. It's a real dick cruiser. This thing's going to give me a lot of. Hey, fellas, you see this thing? A lot of room in the trunk for that. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, not the only easy thing that'll fit in the garage. <laughs> yeah, this is just kind of a bonus round because right. it's the irony of it all. So, multiple police sources told Mission Local News that four identifiably marked San Francisco police vehicles were hit by theft who cut their catalytic converters out. The incidents may have taken place in the wee hours of Monday uh, and filching. So filching catalytic converters, it's like a whole cottage industry. They're oh, worth yeah. like what well, you can get like over a thousand bucks for them. Some of them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, especially for the owners of aging Toyota Priuses dealing with this converter theft has become endemic. So if you own certain kinds of vehicles and you're living in the city or whatever, like odds are pretty high. It's actually going to get stolen from you. Like it's a pretty lucrative business. Um, the thing that sucks the most about this is that uh, the theft was especially brazen because it took place just outside the Special Operations Bureau building, which houses the SWAT team and bomb squad. It literally, apparently, <laughs> these four vehicles were like right parked right outside their special forces unit and thieves like did not give a fuck. They went right up and stole the catalytic converter. Because what so. would you I mean, in reality, if you're a cop. I think that you're not super vigilant, like out in front of your building, clearly. Like why there's certain things that you just assume are safe and that nothing would happen. I think a fucking police station would be one of those. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a <laughs> just an interesting article. I guess maybe because I got my own stolen, I was like, all right, I guess I'm not the only one. Glad to hear it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but not all really, right. Well, let's so. move on to save round and alibis. Nick, today we'll start with you, pal. What do you got? Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Save rounds, nothing here. I just want to call out that we actually hit 13,000 subs on YouTube. So thank you everyone Woo. for subscribing. But uh, don't stop there. Now we're Please, just uh, looking for 13,000 doms. So if that's you and you're a narcissist out there, follow along. <laughs> yes absolutely um yeah but yeah please uh remember to subscribe um check us out on apple leave a review and uh yeah that's it that's it for me cons nothing oh wow kate whoa cons what did your team lose this weekend or something no, no we actually won. oh we, we god could, oh don't we, we won 49 10 then okay good for you so um bill you they beat your beloved villanova wildcats yeah everyone knows kate's a big villanova oh, fan shoot i i mean i pretend to be family enjoys them but more basketball more basketball mm. right i'm in it for the basketball um a couple things i am a big like go five years without going to the doctor type person like having a baby was the first time i've been around medical personnel in like a hot minute yeah good um, reason too though good reason too though i have a eye appointment and a dentist appointment this week this is my first real yeah, dentist you've been cat four on our rosters for zbt i'm for a, a yuck long mouth. time i mm -hmm. honest to god this is my first dental appointment. I'm like, it's, it's actually like genuinely kind of embarrassing. Like this is probably my first dental appointment in five years. Is it the first one since you went to that hostel? Oh God. So it, so I was working at comedy central when I did that. And so that was way before, Oh my God. It's Oh my God. So 
that was probably 2015 was the last time I was at a dentist. Uh I went when I was pregnant, I went and got one cleaning, but they couldn't do x-rays or anything because I was pregnant. And that was my last attempt. So it's been almost like a decade, right? No, it's been like seven years. I'm not good at math. It's been seven years and I've only had one cleaning in all that time. Um, because I hate it so much. And, um, but do you think that the dental hygienist and you would know, cause you went to the school that do they like it? Cause I would imagine it's kind of like those satisfying TikTok videos yeah. where if you're a pressure washer and you go to a place that got pressure washed like three months ago, it's probably not nearly as fun. But if you go to an old abandoned shack that has disgusting yeah. ass fucking mm. concrete and driveway, you want to pressure wash that. So somebody mm, like Kate true. walks in after seven years, they're probably like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. Doing them a favor. I yeah. should tell them if you have a TikTok nurse here who wants to make one off my mouth, by all means, go ahead. But like, I actually am embarrassed. And I know like I didn't realize it. I was like really brushing the other day and I was like going to floss and like I hadn't done that in a while and I looked like at my bottom and I was like oh my god like it really like you forget and I talk about too like one of the first things to go when I struggle with depression or when I'm like overwhelmed is my dental care like and I've like really let it go and then you tell yourself well I'm not in any pain so everything must be fine Mm. and you just it's one of those things that all of a sudden it's been like so it's it's so it's embarrassing to say it's gross Uh, but if you're on the struggle bus with me in that department make this week your week sit down get a half an hour to figure it out and like make that appointment and go. And then we can all sit around and have coffee and bitch next week about it. Yeah. One of my, one of the Uh. therapists that I work with, she was actually talking about some of the depression stuff and signs. And she was saying that one of the biggest signs is when people don't shower regularly. And so Mm -hmm. she's like, if I have somebody that's coming in and their very first appointment is about depression and that they've been struggling with depression, she's like, the very first thing I say is when you wake up in the morning, the first thing to do is take a shower. And if you start doing that, then even that little bit can help you. It's like that one little thing that you do could be helpful. A big deal. It's crazy. Yeah. And I try and tell myself like, well, you should start letting cash, you know, your son see you brushing your teeth twice a day so that he sees like you have to have these healthy habits for him too. Um, And so then I'm also going to update. I haven't been to an eye appointment in four years. So I'm wearing contacts every day and I'm still like, I can't see shit. So I have to go and get that done too. It's just a big, a big, I'm trying to catch up. And then I made an appointment. Well, I'm making an appointment to go back to the VA and get like all the burn pit stuff. Cause I've had this like cough for four months, but anyway, like I'm long, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. It's probably so boring, it's Okay, but shit no. gets away from you. And especially if you're on the struggle bus from time to time, like it can mm. really get away from you. Um, so just know every, when I ever, I talk about my teeth, I get a bunch of DMS from people who are like, Oh God, me too. It's so embarrassing. Um, so anyway, that's that, but I'm dreading this appointment to be like, it's been a while. Hopefully the nurse is cool or whatever, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. So if you (laughs) are listening tonight, no, it's good. If you're listening on Monday night, um, on the YouTube channel, we're going to be interviewing the secretary of the VA tomorrow on Tuesday. So if there's anything specific that you would like us to ask, Feel free to shoot those over because we want to ask questions that you care about. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the PAC Act and how to get involved there. But there's a bunch of other questions constantly about the VA. So if you have some of those, hit us up. If not, look forward to that interview on Thursday. It will be with the VA secretary. So can't Mm -hmm. wait. Sound the retreat.